chips that she's munching down, as is typical. He hit the button Press before the I was button. ready. So we're going. So last week, when we uh, recorded the podcast live, which we we're <laughs> still doing on um, Thursdays, if you ever want to join us, mm-hmm. uh, Somehow, my kids came in and pressed buttons all over our mixer over here, and one of them does a robot voice, <laughs> and apparently the entire podcast was recorded with a oh robot voice. I and came so... home. Well, first of all, Bob texts me, because I wasn't here. So Bob texts me, and he's like, I never want to do a podcast without you again. I was like, okay. You got to help me and not then, have the robot voice. Then though. he comes, then I come home and I'm like, how did it go? Like, what'd you talk about and all that stuff? And he was like, the whole thing was recorded in a robot voice. So if you oh. were there live for that, I hope you enjoyed but it. Yeah, you will never hear that podcast. That will, the, the, yeah. only the people who are here live are going to get that. It's the benefit treat. of coming live on YouTube right. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Central. <laughs> uh, because. You might just hear us. You never know what's going to happen. Through the robot voice. Uh-huh. But um, anyway, so that's kind of where we started with everything. And then yesterday, my four-year-old, after we were having a very hard parenting day, yeah, I, I was, would say. I was locked in my room because it was, <laughs> Cause it was, I was tough like, for I'm, day. I'm done. I need a break or bad things are going to happen. And our four-year-old um, is, uh, just puts a nail in the coffin by... <laughs> Taking, they went out to the garden and picked a bunch of cherry tomatoes, of which I'm like, oh, that's awesome, you know. And they bring those in, show me, it's exciting, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm in the kitchen making dinner, and uh, my oldest comes out. He's like, Dad. Uh, this Ol- is an emergency, which we yeah. hear 27 times, hear a day. 27 times a day. Oliver just took all of the tomatoes and stuffed them down the sink. And this is the, the guest bathroom. bathroom sink, of which there's no garbage <laughs> disposal in the bathroom sink. And, so and the the drain is like you know not much bigger than a grape tomato. Oh my gosh. And so he's just like pushing them down there. And oh my gosh! Like, okay. I guess I'm doing plumbing tonight. Thanks, buddy. So yeah, he texts me and he's like, Oliver just put <laughs> ten tomatoes down the <laughs> down the bathroom sink. I'm like, what is happening? I think we're just we're we're deep into summer. All the parents can relate to this. We're deep into summer. Yeah. And those kids are begging for something else to do besides be at home. <laughs> yes. So let's put tomatoes down the bathroom sink. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Anyway. That's our punishment yeah. for having them at home. So we got a question from a podcast listener the other day. I'm like, this would be a great thing to chat about. And so it's from Megan. And I'm just going to read her question. It's a little bit long, but hang with me there. Let's so just really take a take a what? 180. Just Complete turnaround. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what we we're right talking in. about. Jumping right in. Bob has so, a tendency to do this where you're like, hey, ha 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 ha, telling him a story. And then all of a sudden he's like, business mode, <laughs> straight on. And that's what you just did. You're like, all yeah, grape tomatoes down the drain. Anyway, let's get to the reader question. Yeah. Well, Jack Donaghy. We this is kind of Jack Donaghy. Anybody who watched, uh, what was that show called? Uh, 30 Rock. 30 Rock. Man, that was a really funny show. Anyway. Okay. So can I get to business mode, honey? Yes. Is that go okay? Ahead. Business All right. Mode. We are entering business mode now. So business Megan's, Bob. Here Megan's question for business Bob. Okay. <laughs> Megan's question. I've struggled in the past to keep pride and greed in check when doing well financially. I'm currently in a season of financial struggle due to job loss, prolonged unemployment, 
obviously this has a humbling effect. However, as I've been praying for God's blessings financially, I realize I need to prepare myself to receive them. Mm. I've been praying uh, over being a good steward and making plans in advance for debt payoff and other financial decisions I need to make once Mm -hmm. my income is back um, or near where it used to be. I've recognized mistakes I've made when I was doing well financially with excess spending, insufficient saving, et cetera, and I'm trying to make a concrete plan to avoid those mistakes going forward. Uh, But the biggest mistake I recognize is being too proud of my Mm. financial success. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this is a hard issue, but I'm wondering if there are any practical steps you've found to keep the tendency in check. Beyond the obvious, search your heart, pray, et cetera, I'm trying to think more concrete, quote, action steps. I'd love to hear a discussion about this on the podcast. It would be interested in what you and other think uh, listeners might have found to work as well. So, uh, yeah, if you have an answer to this, we would love to hear it. Yeah, so, for sure. So we'll send start us a DM here. On send us a DM on Instagram if you have um, if you've been through this. And yeah, you've worked through this. Um, we're going to share our thoughts on this, Megan. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and thanks for asking. We like it is a great question. We like reader questions. Yeah, we Listener can't questions. always turn them into episodes, but there's times where it's like I think it makes a lot of sense and mm-hmm. would yield a good conversation. I think this right. is one of them. So anyway, so starting with Proverbs four twenty three, um, I think this is such a powerful verse. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Mm-hmm. So there's two pieces of this that I think are worth taking note. Above all else implies. This is more important else, than everything else, one. okay? Right. Like, if we just take that for what it is, this is clearly really, really important because mm-hmm. it says above all else, mm-hmm. okay? And then guard your heart. And the next part of this, for everything you do flows from it, okay? So everything that we do flows from our heart, mm. okay? So these two superlatives, I guess, above all else and everything. Um, these are just really, really strong statements that we should be paying attention to. Yeah. So anyway, my takeaway from all this is we really need to be focusing on guarding our heart. And yeah. we have, you know, there's also implied in this that we have an ability, like we have an opportunity to do this or uh-huh. not do it, you know? So it's not like it just happens to us. We have the ability to guard our hearts and to protect it and to um, keep it in the right posture with everything. So I just want to start that whole this whole discussion with that. We're going to get to some practical stuff. I want to kind of go a couple different um, directions with this, mm-hmm. but but I want to lead with that that understanding that a this is really 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 important. It affects yeah. all aspects of our lives, and mm-hmm. that the Bible specifically tells us above all else, guard your heart, do this one thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So with that. Um, is it okay if I stay in business mode? Yes. Okay. How are the chocolate chips treating you today? They're all right. This isn't my preferred kind. It's not your favorite batch of chocolate chips? No. What are your favorites? Let's share them. Oh, we're switching back over into... uh, Let's go to Linda. What do we call this? Linda fun mode? Let's go to Linda fun mode. (laughs) What are your favorite chocolate chips, honey? Um, I really like the... I honestly don't know how to pronounce... The, the kind it is. It starts okay. with a G, but it's not Ghirardelli. Pretend like you are a Mexican who what? is... Follow me here on this, okay? I'm going to try to make this more fun and interesting. You pretend like you are a Mexican doing a German accent as you attempt to pronounce the French name. But the problem... <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> the problem is I haven't actually looked at the letters and it's written in a weird, like, scripty thing that I'm like, I don't really even know what that says. All right. Okay. But it starts with a G. 
Ghirardelli? It's, it's not Ghirardelli. Or Ghirardelli? I say okay. Ghirardelli, you say Ghirardelli, no. you know, tomato, tomato. You're probably right. <laughs> but uh, they're like more of the, I think they're fair, they're a fair trade chocolate. Okay. But they're milk chocolate chips. Those are the ones that I like. Right. These are some kind of semi-sweet okay. garbage. Let's get back to business mode. Okay. <laughs> Bob's literally <laughs> like, enough of that. Anyway, yeah, we're all over the place today, guys. Bear with us. Anyway, uh, okay. So we coming actually back- haven't really hung out much lately, and I think that's why it's coming out in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we've been in kid parenting mode and having to take breaks. Well, yeah. <laughs> And stuff. Yeah. So anyway, okay. okay. Let's keep going. Back to business mode. So I think, uh, Megan, kind of come back to your question here. I, I'm really convinced that a lot of the reason that God allows financial ups and downs in our lives, because this is something I've observed with, uh, you know, Us? honestly, I would say almost everyone who I know who is wealthy or who's had seasons of being, you know, high income or whatever. I don't know if I know any where it's just been all high. And mm, it, yeah. there, there always seems to be some really oftentimes really significant ups and downs in that journey. Yeah. Um, I know for us, it's been like that. Like it's been a roller coaster. Like mm-hmm. we've had some really really high highs and some really, really low lows. And uh, and part of this is the entrepreneurial journey to some extent, but I, I don't think it's limited to that, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, you have a day job and you get laid off. It's like, all right, that's a big curveball that we got to yeah, deal with. Yeah, or you know? just like unexpected bills, you know, medical yeah. emergencies oh, yeah. and, you know, stuff like that, where it's like, you have absolutely no control. Yeah. You're what just kind of like... A couple uh, years ago, was it two years ago? Yeah. We got, essentially found ourselves with a $20,000 medical debt. Yeah. Maybe even more. Like, I can't remember. <laughs> like, And it was like completely unexpected, completely out of the blue. It's like, wow, okay, there's $20,000 right. that we know of. So it's like... Right. It wasn't like, oh, this is a surgery that I know is going to happen. We can save up for it. It wasn't that. It was like you're in the emergency room and you have to have emergency surgery and here yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, point is that's real life. Like yeah. we, we know that, we understand that. But I, I think part of what can be gained out of that if we allow it is a humbling that takes place. And so I know you know, uh, speaking from experience, reaching our highest income point, I really, and I I was attempting, I was doing everything I could to maintain a humble posture and knowing that God was my source and knowing Mm -hmm. that he was the one who provided the promotion and everything, you know, that was going good for us financially at that point. But even still, like if I'm honest, like pride had crept into my heart. Sure. And I thought I was a little bit better and smarter and whatever else. Like even if I wouldn't have said that and probably, hopefully, no one would have been able to talk to me and sense that coming from me. Hopefully it yeah, wasn't oozing out it's that po- much. It's possible that well, I mean, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? It's like it's just there. Yeah. So anyway. It's just there. But my point is that hopefully it wasn't super obnoxious, but I'm just saying, like, just being honest, looking back, when you feel like everything you're doing is going really well, it's really easy, even if you're not trying to, to accept some of that credit, yeah. to take a little bit of the credit. And it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of smart. I got this figured out, whatever. Right. Uh, and it's, and, and even within that being like, yeah, I know that, you know, God's the one who, who did it, you know, and like throwing that out there. But, uh, yeah, it's a different thing. So yeah, you do that. <laughs> point to the Lord. Point straight to heaven. Though. Yeah, it's all God. It's all God. But so, really, you're like, 
I mean, he really likes me. <laughs> I've got yes. I've got the favor of the Lord. <laughs> so anyway, uh, what I would say now, though, having gone through that, reached that, and then you know come down off of that, and like had some ups and downs since. Uh, yeah, that's a humbling experience that honestly I'm really grateful for uh, mm-hmm. because, like to this day, to this point, I feel my heart is in a more humbled posture because I went through that and God <laughs> showed me very clearly that you are not as smart as you think you are, and without me, um, this is where you would be. Yeah. And well, uh, I mean, and it's that's interesting. That's even in her email, she was saying. She recognizes this now about when she was financially, you know, yep. Yep. set. Yep. That that she's seeing it now, which is when she's kind of in the humbling phase. And I don't I, I'm I mean, I don't I don't know. What do you think about this? But I, I think it's really hard to humble yourself. Oh yeah. I Absolutely. think you almost have to walk through, not not exclusively, I can't say that this is 100% of the time, but I think it is really hard to just decide, well, I'm just not going to take any more credit. I know. No, and that, that was my point. It has that to be I was a revelation from God. to do that. I was trying to do that, but he needed to take me through uh, some of that falling off of the high point. Yeah. To, to really know and to really understand that he was the one. Do you want me to shut that off? Who's this? Sure. Sorry, shut all the, the AC out. came on. I don't know how loud it is on these mics, but... But anyway. Uh, well, and I feel like part of it is, we, you know, that was... I think I think when we were our first, like, big boost that we had was probably in the early years of our marriage, so probably 15... Mm-hmm. Four more years ago, 15, 16 years ago. And since then, I feel like this really has been a process of the up and down and like, we're doing great. Well, why, why isn't this working the way it used to before? And then realizing like the Lord just started revealing things to us in our hearts that we didn't really realize was there or thought we had it under control. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like that she is seeking wisdom on how to move forward in this. But also I think you have to allow the process to happen. You have to allow God to refine you because each time you see something new that wasn't there before, you know? Yeah. And I, and I think part of that is embracing the, uh, the correction, the humbling (laughs) that he wants to give you and not fighting it and just yielding to it. Absolutely. That's not stinks. That's not fun, but it yields such good fruit. And it's It does. It's really, really powerful. And in fact, like there's this quote, I don't remember who said this, but um something to the effect of like, I don't trust anyone who walks without a limp. And <laughs> and I really like that yeah. because like the the example that I've seen, you know, so in two thousand seven I kind of start online as an internet entrepreneur. Everything's fairly new. I mean, you know, it, things have been going on. But what I was doing then as a full-time blogger at that point was not common. Most people in my everyday life, it's like no one even knew what I was talking about. And so it was, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, cutting edge, but on the front edge of the that trend and that wave. And meanwhile, now it's like, you know, I go into our church and I can find dozens of people who are doing similar things that we are and podcasters and whatever. And so it's so much more common. But 
But anyway, my point is over the years, I've watched a lot of people kind of step into online business and do things and have some quick success. And, and it's like I can see the pride oozing off of them because they've never encountered any challenge. And mm-hmm. all they've done for two or three years, it's like it's all worked really well. And it's like, I'm just so smart. Everything's so easy, guys. This is easy. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and I've seen that oh, enough times to where it's like uh, not and not in a um, hopefully not in a. Uh, I don't know, just like wishing them uh, something negative where I'm like, just wait. Um, but, there, but there's a facet of... You know it's coming. Yeah, it's just life. There, there are yeah. inevitables, uh, uh, inevitable ups and downs and to where I can see, all right, you're just young and green and you haven't been through enough things <laughs> yet. But once you go through some things, you're going to understand that, yes, you're in a good season, but they're not always good seasons. Good seasons right. don't always last. Uh you know, and so anyway. Yeah. And I mean, you can even think about that. I think now that we are, you know, in our 40s. Wow. But we're in our 40s. It's like Young we have, 40s. We have Young the 40s. perspective. Young and cool 40s, <laughs> kind of like our 30s. <laughs> we have the perspective of time, you yeah. know, which when you're young, you don't have that perspective. Yeah. But if you're even if you're in your 20s, you can look back at high school or middle school and remember things that you were like, this is the rest of my life and my life is over. And, you know, because this friend, yeah, because this friend yeah. did that to me. I mean, I remember what I went through one thing in middle or in high school. And I was like, I will never have any friends ever again. Yep. I, re- I had that, too. <laughs> and it's Multiple like, times, actually. So, it's so it's just because your your life is so short at that point that you see something like this. And if it lasts for a week. That is a really big chunk of time in your life up, relative, up until yeah. that point, you yeah. know. Whereas now we're like three years. Eh, that's that's yeah. fast. That goes by fast, <laughs> you know. Like we see it that way now, but of course we couldn't see it that way. Yeah. But anyway, but my point is, you can you can view that as how did this how did how has this kind of thing turned out in the past? Yeah. <laughs> my younger self. There's just life just changes a lot. Yeah. And it can change on a dime. Yeah. So there are two tests that I've noticed that God gives with money. Um, I've just watched him do this in our life. I've watched him do this in a lot of other people's lives. And the first test is, what do you do when you get more than you think you deserve? You know, Mm -hmm. essentially what happens when your income increases a good bit? And how do you handle that? Mm -hmm. How does your heart respond? How do, does your behavior and your actions respond to that? And I, I think absolutely convinced this is a test from God to see how you're going to handle it and how you're going to respond. And then the next test is what do you do when you get less than you feel like you deserve? So what do you do when you're passed over for a promotion that you feel like you should get or when everyone around you is getting X, Y, or Z or moving forward and you're not? Mm-hmm. And God is watching us. I'm absolutely convinced to see how we're going to respond in that situation. And so from these two tests, uh, because again, we've gone through both of these and uh, multiple times, and I've seen a lot of other people do this, but how we handle those tests determine what happens next and what God can do with us next financially. So it's really important when you're in a season like that or you're observing one of those two things, uh, and there's probably others, but those are the first two that come to mind, um, to just to be really intentional and thoughtful and understand that you're in a test Mm. because... um, how you handle that test and, and how you respond really, really matters for your future, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, being honest with yourself, I think, really helps. 
like taking time to reflect. If this is something that she is like super worried about, whenever that money starts rolling yeah. back in, what I would do is I would take time to reflect on that. Like once that money comes back in, be like, all right, let's do a heart check. What's going on? And being really, really honest with yourself yeah. and with God, because you can try to hide it for so long and then you're just going to go back it you know, have have another test. Well, You're you can't hide it from God. Yeah, it's like you that's can't really the thing. hide it's it so from funny God. Is we we kind of think we can. He already knows it's there. I think he's just and looking he knows our for hearts. us to acknowledge it, admit it, and ask for help in it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, when I, when I'm doing when I'm when I'm going through tests, I feel like the one thing I can go is what I can ask God is what do you want me to know because yep. I can't see it. I'm I'm yeah. blind to it, but I know I know it's there. I know there's something there. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to look at two different examples from my life of how some of this stuff played out differently. So I remember uh, when I, I took a sabbatical down in um, Sarasota, Florida. I took a year off of college uh, after I'd been in school, two years, took a year off college and felt God calling me to a sabbatical down in Sarasota, Florida. Uh, really, I think to break away from my old life, um, I wasn't walking for the Lord solidly and had some influences in my life that I needed to get away from. Yeah. And and so I, I felt like God called me down there. Anyway, so I go down there and I'm basically living on the beach. Every single day I'm going to the beach, I'm listening to worship music, listening to, you know, um, Bible teaching and just having this bubble of an experience where I'm just spending all this time with God. But point is, every day I'm on the beach. And and it was through uh, a lot of really nice weather through the winter down there, which is yeah, really we beautiful are, and gorgeous. Yeah, I think we are, we are beach people. Yeah, and we love it. We right? love it. But this is my point in this. I was going to the beach every single day, something that, you know, I would go on the beach and walk past people who saved up for the entire year to be sitting on that same beach or walking that same beach with me. And I was doing this every single day. And I remember getting to the end of that period, which was about a seven-month kind of sabbatical down there, and realizing that I was completely taking for granted, like, the beach, something mm. that I love so much. But because I was so used to it, had grown so accustomed to it, I was just taking it for granted. And the fact is, is that you and I can take anything for granted. There is no blessing right. big enough. There is no amount of money. There's no salary. There's nothing where it's like we don't have the opportunity to take it for granted and mm -hmm. to no longer be thankful or grateful or appreciative for it. Now, uh, uh, the kind of another way that I handled this in a different situation um, where I didn't get to this point uh, was kind of going back to my last corporate job that I was in, which if you know some of our story, I... Uh, <laughs> I, I was working in a job I did not like. We'll, we'll say it that way, too. <laughs> Put it kindly. And I, I was not good at the job. I was, again, passed over for promotions, like all the stuff, like almost all of the challenges that I could have in that situation I had. Mm -hmm. And um, and I prayed for years for God to help break me out of that situation. And he finally did um, through a layoff, you know. So <laughs> I got laid off, and it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. And, and I remember the day I got laid off, um, and part of that transition out of that layoff was starting seed time, you know, which was Christian PF at that point. Yeah. But the day that I got laid off, I remember driving in my, at that point, probably 15-year-old bubble Taurus. I had, the air conditioner didn't work, and so I had the windows down, 
It was June 1st. You loved that car, too. Well, it was just comfortable. It was broken in. I didn't like the way it looked, but... <laughs> but anyway, so I had the windows down. I, I'm driving to the library to work on my first day of freedom because yeah. I, I don't have to go sit in a cubicle under a fluorescent light. And, like, I just... It was just amazing. I remember driving. I was listening to uh, Strawberry Swing by Coldplay. It was a sunny day. Driving just, down Big Bend. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're from St. Louis, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm going to the library and um, and I just remember feeling like a sense of gratitude. I mean, maybe more than anything else in my life. It was it was unbelievable, mm-hmm. like how grateful I was. And I remember thinking, God, I don't care if I never make more than $8 an hour. The freedom that I feel and experience in this moment, um, I... I just don't care about how much money I make. Like, I'm just so thankful and grateful for this, that you broke me out of there and you put me here and got me into this. And and so the difference between this and the thing I was telling about the beach is to this day, I still thank God for that. And I consistently do because I, the pain of that was so great and mm-hmm. I can still feel it. I can still go back like so easily to... Uh, the way that I felt in that situation and quickly get to a place of being so grateful for what God did and what he brought me out of. And so my, my point in saying that, I guess, is that those are two different ways that I've handled this in the past. In the beach thing, I began taking it for granted, even though it was amazing, completely took it for granted. Whereas this, like to this day, I'm still thanking God for it. And it's 15, what, 17 years later or something. Yeah. Uh, so there's something there about gratitude in the importance of gratitude in this equation and you know in terms of you know Megan getting back to your question of making this uh, creating a habit a regular thing of gratitude and yeah. whatever that looks like for you there's a hundred different ways to do that but if this is waking up every morning and starting the day by saying three things that you're grateful for like mm-hmm. this is a super practical way to kind of do this but at the end of the day like I don't think it's possible to be filled with pride and gratitude at the same time. I think when we are legitimately walking in gratitude, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's possible that pride can seep in in hmm. that in that place. They just don't. They're like water and oil. They don't fit together, you know. And yeah. so that's what I've noticed is as I've really focused on gratitude and focused on making that a regular part of my life, it. It helps push the the uh, pride out, if that makes sense. That's good. I also think it will work in the other direction too. Like the, um, if you don't have enough, if you're feeling like you yep. don't have enough. Yep. Because what you're saying is, well, I, I no, 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 not what you're saying is what is possible <laughs> that you could be thinking is. Come on, God, where's my money? Why isn't this here? You know, yeah. which is a, a, it's pride, right? Yeah. Yeah. So being grateful. So, yeah. And one other practical thing I think is worth talking about here is so for us, uh, and again, like I don't want to rehash our story, everything. You can read our books, some of my rich life, if you want to find all about our story. But, um, <laughs> But in our journey, God led us to begin giving our age as a percentage of our income 11 years ago at this point, so 31%, um, which, yeah, was a big, big step of faith. But what was so interesting about this, and I talk about this all the time, it's so interesting that that has been the perfect thing for us because it's created a a good amount of tension for us. Mm Because at that point, like, we had too much. 
Like we had a lot of extra money that we didn't know what to do with. And that, um, you know, in our hearts were, we wanted to give, but we also just felt like, well, wait a minute, isn't 10% kind of the finish line? And so like, you know, so we weren't really thinking through this lens of just really maximizing however much we could give. And in any way, so in that, my, what I'm saying is we've, we've had some friction or tension because we've increased our giving to that percentage. We've been increasing that every year. And so that puts us in a place where we're continually dependent on God. So even though our income um, maybe is much higher than it was originally, we're still in a place of, all right, we need to trust God you know, this month because things are a little bit tighter or whatever else like mm-hmm. that. And that is so sweet. And that is the yeah. way that we are designed. We are designed by him to trust and depend on him. Mm-hmm. So that has been such a beautiful thing that he has given us as, you know, uh, you know, and again, like we're, we never tell anybody, yeah, you should give your age as a percentage, but like if God asks you to, then you should. And that's what it was for us. Like this yeah. is something he asked us to do. And it's, you know, it's by his grace and his wisdom that he knew exactly what, what we needed mm-hmm. to be able to stay in this spot of having the perfect amount of dependence on him, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I mean, one of the things that you talked about, I can't remember, maybe this was in the book. I can't remember where it is. But you talked about viewing your raise, if you got a raise, viewing it instead of viewing it like, okay, I've got an extra, whatever, $500 a month mm-hmm. or something. View it like I'm going to start giving half of this yep. raise, and then I can I'll still have 250 that I is really what I'm going to live off of, and I can yep. raise my standard of living from that, and then I can give an extra 250 dollars a month or whatever. Yeah. The 50 percent rule. The 50 per, okay. The 50 percent rule. Yeah. So is that that is in the book. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, summing this up real quick, it's just. Instead of getting a raise, because what happens with almost everybody in their raise is that I get a raise and then I go spend it all. And oftentimes even before you actually get on your paycheck Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Like we're so good at just spending so quick. So I'm proposing, you know, with this rule and something that we've tried to do is how – what if we take that raise that we get and only take 50% of it for ourselves and then throw the other 50% to giving and towards something else or to something else – you know, kingdom advancing efforts. Yeah. And uh, and that's just such a simple way because you still are getting a raise, you're getting a benefit, but you're not squandering it all, yeah. you know, and you're putting money towards something that's really important to you, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Yeah. I, li- I like that. I think that's yeah. super practical and just an easy way to keep us in, keep us relying on God, you know? Yeah. Uh, all right, so those are a couple of practical things, Megan. One last thing I want to throw out there, too, for you. Um, you mentioned here, uh, I recognize mistakes I made when I was doing well financially by excess spending, insufficient mm. savings. Okay, so you are not alone. This is what almost everyone does. Uh, you know, like we said, uh, Parkinson's law says, um, second law says that expenses rise to meet income. This is the same thing we're talking about with the raise. Everyone does this. Money go, income increases, and you just start getting a little sloppier it's with human it. Human nature. Else. It's just part of it. So yeah. that the antidote for that is our real money method. Okay, so go check out that course if you're not yeah. in it. I don't know. I'm not sure if you're a student or not, but um, but that course using that method is the antidote to that thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just writing something yesterday for an email or something. Um, and I was going back over, you know, one of our students said that he was able to increase his giving by 500% um, just by going through oh, that course. And so we had all these organizations we wanted to give to, 
But once he went through that, got the structure in place, like now he's able to give 500% more. And there's just so many examples like that. Um, so that course will help with that problem. So when the money comes back, I mean, even, yeah. again, it's good on both sides, but especially for people who are like, I make decent money, but I don't know where it's all going. Right. That's the antidote for that. So it is with that. It's really good. Let's get to, let's look at oh, what yeah. God is doing in the seed time community. And um, I'm excited what he's doing in your life, Megan. Uh, but we're going to pull up something else someone said. Yes. And this, I felt like it kind of went along with the theme from today. So I was like, I'll read this one. Okay. So it's the user is A N G B H. I don't, I don't know how to find so you. So we are A-N-G-B-H. reading your review, A-N-G-B-H. <laughs> so like always, send us a message. Um, send Lauren at SeedTime.com uh, a message and let her know we read your um, review mm-hmm. and we'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Yep. And thank you for listening, being a loyal listener and a reviewer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But anyway, she says, I enjoy listening to Seed Time Money on my way to work. Bob and Linda offer logical sound advice about spending and saving they do not take ownership of their success. Instead, they give God the glory for everything they have. Next step, read their book. So I thought that was great. Yeah. I, 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 I felt really like, oh, I, that feels exciting to me that that's what she is getting from us because I think we have been through so many ups and downs <laughs> that it's kind of been beaten out of us, you know, maybe not fully. Yeah. Obviously, we're still human, but... Uh, I'm really glad that that's coming across because I think we've both worked for that. Yeah. Yeah. And Megan, I would, uh, yeah, I would say that this is, this is a journey. This isn't something that, um, you arrive at Mm -hmm. because again, like there's so many things like this where again, like when we understand that we are created to be dependent beings needing him, like he knows that pride um, has a tendency to creep in our hearts. And mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't think he's angry at us when it does. I yeah. think he's just like, oh, we just, you know, we need to prune a little bit there. Like, right. you know, and it's just part of the journey. It's part of being human. Uh, but I think the most important thing we can do is to be ready to yield um, when he does bring any correction or humbling in any way mm-hmm. and doing whatever we can do, like we talked about, being grateful, finding ways to focus on gratitude because I, those two are like oil and water, pride and gratitude. Um, and then again, like our giving, that was a big part of it. Like how do we you know, look for this for yourself? How do you find ways to structure um, your finances in a way by increasing your giving or whatever so that you don't have all this extra sitting there that's just going to waste and it's like whatever, constantly buying Amazon purchases or whatever the thing is, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we'll leave it at that. Hopefully you found that helpful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if you're enjoying this podcast or any other one, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag us. We'd love to say hi. With all that, have a wonderful day and we'll see you next time. (laughs) See ya. All right. We want to know if you've heard about our flagship class called True Financial Freedom. Yeah. And if you haven't, it's more than just a money class. Mm -hmm. It's really about fulfilling your God-given purpose, breaking free from hidden money beliefs and making a lasting impact. Yeah, and we've gotten feedback from students and they've said things like, it is the first class I've taken where at the end of each session, I felt equipped and not burdened. Yeah, and it's less theory and more realistic action steps and guidance. We've also heard it felt like a conversation with friends, which is awesome. Yeah, and it encouraged me in ways I didn't think I would ever experience. This class is on demand and it's designed for churches and small groups as well as individuals. And you can get all the details at seedtime.com slash TFF.